start your sublight engines, it's time for a very special episode of RuPaul's Pod Race, a queer Star Wars podcast. I know usually we have a different intro for Rogue Ones, but I think that it's nice to maintain a little consistency in an episode that's going to be very different. Today, I am joined by a very special guest, and I will let him introduce himself in a second, but so you know, my name is Ollie. I use any pronouns, and my favorite article on Wikipedia, um, it's probably uh, food. I just think it's a fun article. I've heard that food sometimes contains bones from that article, which is a statement that has haunted me. Hello, everybody. I'm Jordan, known as Supreme Emperor on site. My pronouns are he slash him. And presently, I would say my favorite article is the unidentified Twi'lek Major Domo and all of his <laughs> smartassery. I, I adore, I adore that. One of the things we want to do with this episode is talk about Wikipedia. Um, there's a little history between me and Wikipedia that we can talk a little bit about. There was a time last summer where I got into a little bit of personal beef with Wikipedia. And the reason is that I thought that it would be really important to have a page for the concept of numbers. And one of the reasons that I thought this would be really important is because I had just read a book, a Star Wars book, in which numbers are extremely important. So I was doing a little research on numbers in Star Wars, and I found that there's like different ways to write it in Orbesh and all that stuff. So I was like, oh, there really should be somewhere where this is centralized. So I was like, I should look into how to make a page about numbers. Um, and I made it and I thought it looked so good. And I spent so much time trying to follow all of the specifications and then it got deleted and looking back completely fair. I am not a professional. I did not know what I was doing, but at the time I kind of played it up. I was like, no, we've got beef now. What have they got against numbers? But that's why we're here today. We're going to squash that beef. Um, but in this episode, Hopefully what we are going to get across is a little bit about Wikipedia, why people like it, what makes it such a good and consistent site, and how viewers or listeners at home can help in maintaining it. Um, but yeah, do you want to tell me a little bit about like your personal connection with Star Wars? I should start out by saying I am now looking up the deletion history for numbers because I am intently curious at this point. <laughs> As for my personal history, though, so I got into Star Wars back in, I would say, probably the early 2000s when I picked up a copy of Heir to the Empire by Timothy Zahn from a local used bookstore. And from there, I have never looked back. I just literally bought anything I could get my hands on. A little bit after that, I came across Wikipedia back in the early days, probably around like 2006, 2007. And again, never looked back because once you go down that rabbit hole, you don't come out. Uh, I started editing uh, a couple years later, probably around 2011. And then I will say it again for the third time. Once you go down that rabbit hole, you don't come back. <laughs> you just yeah. keep going. As for Wikipedia itself, for those who aren't familiar with us, Wikipedia is a Star Wars wiki. It is the Star Wars wiki. Um, I would argue that it's like the wiki. Like <laughs> I have never, I have been in really a, lot of, a lot of fan bases. And I think this, the golden standard is Wikipedia. There's so many pages and so much information to the point that sometimes it is absurd, but not necessarily in a bad way. I think in a universe as absurd as Star Wars, sometimes you need that. 
one of the big things too is that it is so heavily moderated and there is so much that goes into keeping a site consistent. And do you think you could talk just like a little bit about how stuff like that is maintained? Like how many people work on Wikipedia regularly as moderators and how much work like goes into moderating a site like this? Well, the short answer is a lot. Um, In terms of actual administrators, so the people who are actually quote unquote heading the site, spoiler alert, we're no better than, we're no more special than anyone else. We just have a few extra shiny buttons. but there is presently, there's presently 10 of us that are administrators, uh, three of whom also have bureaucratic rights, meaning again, a couple more shiny buttons. In terms of actual users though, um, any given month, there's easily a few hundred people who are contributing to the site. It might be something as simple as fixing a little typo or writing up an entire thousand word article. Um, But it's just through the collective work of thousands upon thousands of people over so many years uh, that have helped grow this site to where it is today. And you can tell, like, it's crazy when you go on Wikipedia, there is a tab on the side that says, like, what pages were recently edited. And I don't think I've ever gone on Wikipedia and seen anything that was more than 10 minutes. Like, like the most recent edit was more than 10 minutes ago. It is constantly getting updated and constantly being worked on. And it's funny because I'll see a page. I'm like, this page is for a character that has not appeared in anything for literal years. But it'll be like, oh, someone (laughs) went in and fixed a typo or someone added an image. And I'm like, that's really, it's really cool. Like the collaborative nature of wikis in general is so neat to me. But I think what's really nice too is maintaining a high standard. So you still have that sense of community and that sense of, oh, everyone is able to contribute. But it is still held to a standard. And again, I think that shows. It really does. And and we do aim for uh, the highest standards possible. We want to make sure everything is properly referenced and properly verifiable. So anyone looking at it knows what they're reading is accurate. What they're getting is factual. It's not just someone came in and made something up for the sake of adding in what they believe in their headcanon. we strive to make sure that everything can be independently verified by anyone. So anyone who looks at something can look at the little ref note and say, oh, okay, this little bit of information here, this came from this novel. You go to that novel. Okay, this novel was about this and released on this date. We want to make sure that everyone can uh, can verify all that. I think that's another thing that's really, really useful is the ability to track like, okay, here is this character. Here's their first appearance. And here's all of their canon appearances and here's all of their legends appearances. And here's like everything that references them. And I think it's really nice to have that um, because it makes like, let's, let's be frank. There's so much Star Wars, like legends, canon, other types of media. Like it's such a huge thing that if you are like, oh, I've seen people talking about this character. I'd love to get to know them. If you did not have a resource where everything was put together, it would be so hard to do that. I know when I got into the Thrawn books, I was like, okay, like I've got an idea. I know who Thrawn is and I know a little bit about Thrawn, but then I would see stuff and I'm like, is this, what is this? Like, where do I, like, I think it may have been heir to the empire. And this was when I was first getting into like Star Wars books. I was like, okay, how does that fall in? My first place I went was Wikipedia. And what's really cool is if you go to like Thrawn's page, everything is like listed 
Everything is cited. It's so easy to use. It's got everything. Everything you need. Everything you just described is exactly what I did when I first started picking up Star Wars books was um, obviously going through a used bookstore. You're not going to get every book in a series. You're going to get book one, three, five, eight, and nine. So I went to Wikipedia and I used that to fill in the gaps. Star Wars is so daunting because there's so much of it. And I would consider myself pretty well-versed in Star Wars knowledge, but there's still so much that I will hear someone say a name and I'm like, how how do I not know this character? And this person has a very deep, extensive knowledge of them. And is like, yes, I know there's so much, like one character that I have is there's a select few users on Twitter who are really into Valance. And I was like, I know a lot about Star Wars. I've <laughs> never heard of this man before. Went to Wikipedia, was able to at least parse a little bit. Another question, and I saw a couple people asking, was the success that Wikipedia has had anticipated? I can't speak to how people were thinking back in 2005 when the site first started, but over time it has certainly evolved. Because um, back in the day, nothing was referenced, nothing was sourced. Everyone just added something in with no notation as to where it came from. And then over the years, as more of a community developed, everyone started throwing in ideas of, okay, well, why don't we do this to help make things a little more uh, verifiable? And from there, that's just morphed into our sourcing policies, um, the site guidelines, and most recently, our editing tutorials to help people get started. But it's something that's, as I said, it's evolved over the years as, uh, as more people have joined and brought in their own ideas and concepts. Sure. I imagine, too, is something, again, Star Wars can be kind of divisive with certain fans, um, as you know, there are a lot of people who have their own very specific interpretations of characters or of pieces of media. It's got to be really challenging to make sure that everything is remaining objective and that wording is remaining consistent. It really is. And uh, that's part of where our guidelines come in and that we try, we aim to, we aim to have things wrote in the most neutral way possible that doesn't, as you said, favor one side or another. The beautiful thing though about actually just documenting everything is the fact that it doesn't really leave a lot of room for those own personal opinions because we're just documenting what the source itself says, not what we believe. It's nice to see like that this fan run site does it better than a lot of genuine academic journals and stuff like that so that's that I think is really neat let's talk a little about the guidelines something that I have here on our agenda is how to create an updated page for dummies because I when it comes to data entry and editing and that sort of thing I'm a bit of a dummy so would you be able to talk me through just a little of like what constitutes an article and like why it has to be a certain way and what specifics are really important if you are realizing that something either needs to be added to an article or an article needs to be created. Absolutely. Uh, let me just pull up one of the guide signs here. So this is from our editing tutorial, uh, the Padawan version, as it were. And I'll just read the first paragraph of this. We know editing can seem daunting at first. Quote, there's no way I have anything to add to this wiki, it has everything. I know nothing about wiki text. I'm worried my edits will get reverted or I'll break something. We all had these concerns before jumping in, but you have an advantage many of us didn't, this tutorial. On this page, we'll go over some of the more common questions and concerns regarding editing on the wiki, focusing on the experience of someone who is editing a wiki for their first time. Now what this guide covers is everything about the basics of how articles are written, how linking works, um, how things should be sectioned. So that would be like the history section. Um, for example, the subsections of like the Old Republic, the Clone Wars, Battle for Geonosis. 
uh, how the appearances and sources sections are laid out, um, how to use references and citations, and a nice little note about what to do if you break something, which is quite literally not to worry if you accidentally break something, it can easily be undone in seconds. And then from there, we have our night tutorial, which then goes more in depth into how to actually write an article. Yeah, having like an outline in front of you can be so, so helpful, especially in terms of citing, because I know one of the biggest problems that I have had when I've seen something and been like, oh, I could maybe add to this or maybe change this, citing the sources and making sure it looks proper and, you know, is linked to the correct things. That is, I think, a huge daunting task for someone who doesn't really understand what they are doing or has not edited anything like this before. Oh, for sure. And I can definitely say that every single one of us has been there. Back in like early 2011, I was there. Back in 2005, people were there. Nobody knows everything right off the bat. It takes time to learn how to actually do it. And even to this day, I don't know everything. If, I, if there's something I don't know, I'll go onto our Discord and say, hey, who knows how to do this? Yeah, I imagine it's nice to have like not only the collaborative nature of Wikipedia on the side of um, people on the outside who can come in and add information, but also the collaborative nature of the upkeep of the site of like moderators and that sort of thing. It's probably nice to have that support system. Definitely. And it's the really cool thing about it is the fact that all of us are brought together by this one common thing that we love, Star Wars. From there, we have this community that supports one another, one another through good times, through bad times, when we're having good days, when we're having bad days. And it's just been a great way to uh, make so many amazing friends and colleagues from quite literally around the world. Even if it is absolutely impossible to try and uh, play in any sort of group meetings when half of us are in a time zone that is the entirely opposite of mine. Yeah. No, I imagine that's something I think too, that fandom in general really can help bring people together who wouldn't have had the opportunity to talk in the first place. And like, without having that mutual connection, like I've seen so many really cool relationships and friendships blossom from being in, you know, spaces like this together. So it's really neat to hear that even like from the very basic, like fandom level to something that is as seemingly official as Wikipedia that that is a common thread um, among fans. So I think that's, again, super, super neat. You get so many different unique perspectives from around the world because um, say some sort of language that I personally being Canadian thinks is something, you know, that's universally known. Somebody mm -hmm. who's living in Europe might not have a clue what that means and vice versa. And it gives you that kind of unique insight into, uh, into different cultures and experiences. Yeah, absolutely. And especially through the lens, like when you have something that you can commonly bond over, like, you know, Star Wars, which is one of the biggest franchises probably of all time. <laughs> it's really neat because you have this common thing that you're like, hey, yeah, here's and here's an interpretation that I have of Star Wars. Like, oh, I liked this part in this movie. And they might be like, oh, well, here's this thing that I noticed because I have sort of a different experience with the world because I'm from somewhere completely different or I am just have different life experiences. Let us get into the next question then. You're here on RuPaul's Pod Race, which is a queer Star Wars podcast. Um, and something that we wanted to talk a little bit about is Wookiee Project Pride. And if you could explain a little bit about that, that would be awesome. And maybe how some of our listeners could help. I cannot talk about Wookiee Project Pride without throwing out a huge 
thank you and congratulations to Amy Thrax. She is the one who created this project. It was quite literally her baby. Um, she is the pro I'm listed as the co-lead on it, but she absolutely is the project lead. Um, Emmy has been the driving force behind a number of fantastic initiatives behind on our site to uh, help bring some of these some of these very important topics to uh, a measure of status where people can take a look at it and think, okay, this is me. I'm represented in this, and it gives people that kind of uh, that unique look into it. But Wookie Project Pride itself, it's a what we call a Wookie Project dedicated to improving our in-universe articles about canon and legends characters who are LGBTQIA+, and out-of-universe articles about LGBTQIA+, Star Wars contributors, such as artists and actors. It's a group project, so everyone comes together to work on these things together. So yeah, is there like a list or a page um, that is dedicated to this that would give people an ability to look at stuff and be able to figure yes, out like, what is. might need to be updated, etc.? Yes, there is. It's what we call a wiki project, which is essentially a, a group project where everyone collaboratively works on one thing. So we have projects for things like novels, um, the Clone Wars, the Old Republic. Could be something as small as dedicated to a single video game or as large as encompassing every novel ever written. That's just a unique way for everyone to kind of collaboratively work on something that they enjoy together. We've seen such a huge influx of LGBTQ characters recently in Star Wars. Um, especially with like the High Republic, but also with a lot of the comics and a lot of novels, like there has been a lot more space. Um, and especially in the world we live in today, it's a lot more accepting than it has been in the past. Um, so it's really cool to see Wikipedia acknowledge that this is something that needs to be worked on. Um, and just seeing Star Wars catch up with the times. So it's a really neat initiative that I would urge all of our listeners to go check out and see if you happen to be an expert on any of these characters, which I know, I know really from our is. Twitter mentions that some of you are, you should check out this page. And the cool thing is just realizing just how many people in our community are part of the LGBTQIA plus community, which is myself and so many others. And it's, uh, it's been amazing to, as I said earlier, get to see all of these different perspectives from people in this community around the world who have a different unique uh, perspective on things. There are so many, so many um, LGBTQ plus people who latch on to Star Wars because it has such a, you know, poignant theme of hope and of perseverance and of like generational um, connection, which is something that a lot of LGBT people really enjoy. And it also has a really heavy theme of found family, which again, something a lot of people and a lot of you know, community members in general really enjoy. So it's almost like the perfect, the perfect franchise media to really dig into and to dig into in terms of LGBT themes. So I'm really excited that we're moving into a time where not only can we have those themes, we can also have characters who are representative of the community. Exactly. So yeah, so I would recommend everyone go check that out. Do we want to move on to a little game that I have prepared? Absolutely, whatever you'd like, whatever you'd sure. like. Sure. So this is a game that our listeners will be familiar with. It is called, Is It Legends or Did I Just Make It Up? And the point of this game is, as the title would imply, for you, my friend, to figure out if a fact that I say is actually from Legends or if it is just made up. This is something that 
Wikipedia is essential for because the way I make this game is that I click the random page button until I find something funny or not funny or just interesting or whatever. <laughs> but I would like to bring you into the fold of people who have played this game. I think it would be very fun. Are you prepared for the first potential legend or potential falsehood? Yes, and I promise I will not cheat and tab over to Wikipedia. I appreciate that. This sounds like a lot of fun, so let's do this. Okay, (laughs) let's get into it. Number one. In Legends, Joe was a male meat lump who lived on Corellia during the Galactic Civil War. That's Legends. It is Legends. Yeah, I know that solely because I know that name Meat Lumps from um, one of our Star Wars Galaxies projects. And I'm like, okay, if if you're saying Meat Lumps, it's definitely, yeah, you didn't just make that up. I've not played Galaxies, so I'm, (laughs) it's, it's really fun to see as I am shuffling through things. I was like, this guy's name is just Joe. What's his deal? And then I scroll down (laughs) and it says he was a human male Meat Lump. And I'm like, Joe the Meat Lump? Hello? My, (laughs) My new best friend. Are you kidding me? Oh, to be named Joe the Meat Lump. Oh, it was such a fun, such a fun game. Number two. In Legends, one of the moons of Onderon was named Bonteri Seven, which inspired the surname of Clone Wars characters Lux and Mina Bonteri. I want to say false for that one. Okay, is that your final answer? Yes. You got it right. You were two for two. I just completely yes. made that up. Um, I have a deep his. I have a deep, complicated relationship with one Lux Bonteri, um, and I would be remiss not to bring him up in this situation. I'm very impressed. You are doing <laughs> far better than most of the Rupelps Pod Race regular hosts. So, you, I may have to kick one of them I off. With, <laughs> I went with I went with false on that because in all the times I have read through that article through various reviews and whatnot. I did not remember seeing anything about being a namesake. In Legends, Thrawn's protege, um, Gilad Paleon, revealed that he came from a long line of shipping professionals as well as Navy members, but those were the two sort of professions that were in his family. Timothy Zahn has stated that he drew inspiration for Eli and Vanto from this. Legends. Your streak has broken. No, that one I completely made up. I could have sworn that there was something in Pelion's history about shipping. Oh, wait a minute. That second part. No, Uh, no. I mean, there's nothing about shipping in his history that I could find on Wikipedia, at least. I just know that a lot of people like to relate um, Eli to uh, Pelion. And I just thought it would be fun. A little Easter egg. This one goes out to you, Chiss Twitter. I could, I could have sworn that there was something in Pelion's history about uh, fam- coming from a family of Navy people. The, the oh, Navy people is true. I okay. threw that in there to okay. add legitimacy. I didn't have it, but then you said that one of the first Star Wars books you read was Heir to the Empire, and I panicked, so I was like, I need oh. to make adjustments. Well, um, well played. <laughs> thank you. I feel like that was kind of cheating, but I it's my game, so I make the rules. I will grant you that one. That was very well played. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Number four, in Legends, Raspir was a pure-blooded Sith who served the king of the Sith as a court magician. Legends. It is Legends. (laughs) Um, I just, this is from the Unknown Regions, which is 
a hardcover supplement to the Star Wars role-playing game um, from 2010. <laughs> and the idea of a force user, of a Sith being like, let's get a magician. Like, I guess force sensitive people don't really use sleight of hand, like that sleight of hand, I guess, does not really come with force sensitivity. But it is it so, that is- a, It makes the tricks a little bit easier. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. But I just, I love the idea of a Sith being like, can you do like card tricks? Could you like, <laughs> I don't know, can you make a rabbit come out of a hat or something? Is this that, your card? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, is this your card? I actually use the force, so I know which I know which your card. So <laughs> I don't know. The idea of that's you know what? That's what we need to talk about. What is the I what is the magic to, scene I want like? To see this now. Yeah. What is the magic scene like in Star Wars? I want to follow a Star Wars story about a magician who is just like just some guy but there's also like jedi and actual like magic in the universe just have like an entire novel devoted to this guy who's just a traveling magician who somehow ends up being in the exact place of every event in history oh my god he's like he's like the r2d2 of magicians like who's just always somehow around (laughs) sees all of the major plot beats and is like yeah but that's cool i'm a magician he's like like you see um in the scene uh, in Rise of Skywalker where you hear the voices of the Jedi all talking to Rey. <laughs> he's like, they're all saying like, come on, like, like we are with you. And he's like, is this your card? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm envisioning is on the Death Star right after Darth Vader cuts down Obi-Wan and Luke shooting a stormtroopers, just see someone in the background going, wait, I dropped my cards. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he's like, no, you killed him. I was going to ask if this was his card. <laughs> the Death Star Magician is my, that is my glupshitto. That is my little guy who I care about. <laughs> I cannot wait. Um, can I mean, we the, Death Star, the Death Star did have multiple, can- it did have multiple themed cantinas, so it's not impossible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, if Tarkin could get carpet in the Death Star, then I think we can get a magician. If we go with the old tiny Death Star game, I mean, the Death Star had roller coasters, so <laughs> the sky's the limit. Surely, we should. You know what? Let's let's start a campaign to get a magi- <laughs> get a magician on the Death Star. That is my. I'm I'm writing a letter to Disney <laughs> as we speak. Number five, in Legends, Kanak was a Sith who lived on the planet Angelus, protecting a Kyber crystal that many Sith used to create their lightsabers. made up it is made up it is just the plot of knuckles from sonic the hedgehog (laughs) i just i just thought it would be funny to include him in something i think they should put knuckles in in star wars (laughs) um okay that is a question it's completely unrelated to our game but if there was a character from not from star wars who you think it would be fun to just like have in the star wars universe who would it be for entertainment's sake, give me Ezio Auditore da Firenze from Assassin's Creed along with the Assassin's Brotherhood. That is so inspired. I am. Ve- I think that that would be very fun. I want to see someone just, I want to see something Assassin's Creed jump off of the top of a thousand story skyscraper on Coruscant and just land in a random hay pile. Yes, exactly. I think that there need to be, that, that's probably why Palpatine was able to take over because there weren't enough hay bales on Coruscant. <laughs> If there had been if there had been more hay bales on Coruscant, fives would still be alive. <laughs> <laughs> that lack of a hay bale was Mace Windu's downfall. Yeah, 
if there had been a hay bale in the chancellor's office, Mace Windu would have been fine. <laughs> um, no, that's, I will uh, say, I still 100% believe Mace Windu is alive. I, it's, is it true? Probably not, but I believe it. And I have now elected to go with the concept that he is still alive because there was a hay bale. I'm using Assassin's Creed logic. Yeah, but it would be absolutely fantastic to see a uh, a cool little rematch between Mace Windu and an older, more mature Boba Fett. That would have been that would have been everything. I would have liked for them to come together to team up. The handshaking meme, but it's like hates Cad Bane in the middle. I think that could have. Oh, been. that would be fantastic. Uh, what could have been? Oh, I'm I'm not a hater. I'm just I am simply a Star Wars fan <laughs> who has too much time on my hands. So that is the end of my game. Um, once again, do you want to quick plug everything that you have? Any, like, where can people find you, et cetera? Um, so anyone can find us just by Googling Wikipedia um, on our site. And I will, again, I've tweeted out a few of these links already. But um, we have a Discord. You can find the link for at the top of our main page. Um, any of our editing tutorials, if you can't find them there, shoot me a shoot us a DM on at Look Official on Twitter. Um, I'll be happy to send them your way. Um, any of our projects, we can send you links for those as well if you can't find them. And as always, if there's any questions you have, um, either reach out to us on our Discord, reach out to me, Supreme Emperor on site, or send us a DM to at Look Official on Twitter. Yeah, and it seems really daunting, I think, for a lot of people, because it's like, whoa, that's Wikipedia we're talking about. <laughs> but like, I have seen nothing but just kindness and receptivity. So definitely, I would recommend reaching out if you have any interest at all in, you know, maybe contributing. May the force be with you, and don't criff it up. Waka waka. Waka waka from Wikipedia. That... That is my new favorite sound clip. Mm-hmm.